Here we are with the uh, John Charlie Sherry Elliger show. All are welcome. Oh my gosh! You know what happened, Sherry? It's a combination news and entertainment. This is Alan coming in all the way from Houston in the great state of Texas to your ears. Now here's yeah. some more of that fine news payment, Mr. Curly. I'm diving in with y'all on this one. Yeah! Thank you, Alan from Texas. Great, great. Here you are. Want to be part of the fun? It's easy. Just go to our Instagram page, John and Sherry Show, S H A R I, Sherry, John and Sherry Show, Instagram page. Click on over, get right into our voicemail. The next thing you know, you can find yourself diving into the news and talking about news and entertainment. Wow, that's a tease. It is. Don't. <laughs> Shocking that they miscalculated the capital gains tax. Let's explain how this works, everybody, real fast. You get yourself to learn some uh, economics. California was really, really skeptical of tying the capital gains money to a particular line of the budget because they know how completely inconsistent it is. Because Sherry, what happened the other day to the capital gains money that could have come from some guy by the name of Jeff Bezos? Well, Bezos Mr. Left, Bezos, didn't yes. He? He yeah. wanted to sell 50 million shares of Amazon, and he mm-hmm. knew that the profit he would make off of that would be taxed at a rate that was so high, he would lose like, I don't know, $60 million or something. Right. So he leaves $2 billion. He leaves, he uh, sells it off, and he ends up, the total savings was six hundred and ten. Million dollars. So I'm sure the state was like, oh, we're going to get Jeff Bezos. Listen, here's what people do they adjust when they sell, how they sell. They dumped it all before they put this illegal tax in place. By the way, it's really interesting because the IRS recognizes capital gains as income tax. But in the state of Washington, when you get the Supreme Court that can look at the words, well, technically, no, not really. It's an excise tax. We, uh, uh. The IRS, I always thought, had the final say on it. So now you find out in that story that it was a calculating error. I don't know if it was a calculating error as much as what they thought would be available is not. That's why California, very, very skeptical and hesitant to be able to place the capital gains on a line, saying, well, every year we'll get this amount of money from all of these rich people who risk their capital by investing, taking a risk, investing it in various stocks and bonds and being able to grow the economy. And the people in Olympia believe that they have a right to the money that you earn. So they want to take more of it and give it to their broken down, crappy school system, which, by the way, gets funded. Uh, every single year. I think the total amount, it's up to 19000 per student, should be around $21,000 per student, and still your your results suck. So it's not how much money you spend, state of Washington, on your schools, how much money you take from the people that are earning it and dumping it into your failing school system. That's not the problem. But your first problem is that you thought you would make a consistent amount of money on capital gains when capital gains goes up and down and up and down depending on people deciding to realize the gains that they risked in the market. So, shocking. What was the total amount that they were off? Does anybody remember that number? They had miscalculated the money going into their school system? I, I no? think it was like a half a billion dollars. Oh, shocking. Yeah. Washington State capital gains tax collects nearly $900 million. This is from Geek Week. This is November 17th, 2023. $900 million. Do you expect that to be the same every single year? Yeah. No. 
So slightly off on the uh, topic we, to get back to other stuff. By the way, um, uh, Dave Riker, who's running from governor, was here in Cleelum today, Sherry. Oh, did you get a chance to have a, a sit down with him? No, I wanted to go because Dave was they were having um, they were offering milk, sh- firm handshakes and free milkshakes. And I was caught up in something else. I didn't get a chance to go to. I want to go is over um, um, at the little drive in there, a little hamburger joint. But I missed it. Which missed were it. you going for? The firm handshake or the firm milkshake? I was going to do combination two at the exact same time. I was going to put that milkshake in my hand and then get a firm handshake and just shake it up and then maybe even pull a Dairy Queen and flip it over at the last minute. That would be memorable. Hmm. Yeah, I missed it. Uh, didn't miss this, though. The House Intel chair calls on Biden to declassify details on, quote, a serious national security threat. Rumors flying around on this as to what the serious national security threat was. What do they think? How was the country going to be threatened, Sherry? Again, they don't really know, but uh, the House Intelligence Chair, Mike Turner, uh, wanted Biden to declassify this information so everybody could know about it. I mean, at least Congress and some other players. Um, everybody else has said to, to include Mike Johnson or, yeah, was that it? Um, yeah, Speaker uh, of the House, yep. Speaker of the House. There's no cause for alarm. There's Uh-oh. there's nothing, nothing here. And um, they think it's something to do with Russia and oh. space. Space um, nukes, I told you. Oh, here we go, space here nukes. we go. Here it is. House Intelligence uh, Chair speaking out about a imminent, or he doesn't say imminent, serious national security threat. The lack of your ability to say anything has the potential to raise distress for some Americans. In the simplest of terms, can you tell Americans that there's nothing they have to worry about right now in terms of what he describes as a national security threat? Look, I think in a way that question. This is Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, I assume. Jim, um, no, this is the um, oh national uh, security. Um, I think it's like Jake. Mm-hmm. No, it's Jake Tapper, not Jake Tapper. No, uh, not Jake uh, Tapper. Kirby. <laughs> is it Kirby? Doesn't say it on there. It just says responding to the sense. Doesn't say it. Here it is. It's impossible to answer with a straight yes, right? Because Americans. Uh, understand that there are a range of threats and challenges in the world that we're dealing with every single day. And uh, those threats and challenges range from terrorism to state actors. And we have to contend with them, and we have to contend with them in a way where we ensure the ultimate security of the American people. I am confident that President Biden, in the decisions that he is taking, is going to ensure the security of the American people going forward. And I will stand here at this podium and assert that, look you in the eye with confidence, that we believe that we can and will and are protecting the national security of the United States and the American people. That was National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Uh, Sullivan, yes. Right. Good. Yeah. Security of the nation. Certainly we're not under attack. Ignore the millions of people coming across the border um, on an annual basis. By the way, Mike Johnson has asked uh, a number of times to go to the White House to meet with the president. The president will not meet with him regarding the border uh, security. So he's going to be getting pushed aside on that one. The other weird thing, which I, I get this because I think the percentage of people that believe that they have been abducted by aliens and then um, also probed by aliens is always like 20 some percent so then 20 percent of people god first of all i don't believe that that 
I think they just said yes when they were surveyed. 20% of people surveyed uh, say that Taylor Swift is a Democratic psyop uh, and somehow involved and will be part of, I don't know if it's the October surprise or something, that she's going to try to get a bunch of people to vote for Joe Biden because they think that she's working behind the scenes somehow. Mm-hmm. Eh, eh. Well, really? she did promote Biden in 2020. And so they're hoping to get that endorsement again. But these are the same people that believe that NF- the NFL rigged games to win the Super Bowl. And therefore, okay. like they're working also as an agent for the U.S. government, for Joe Biden, whatever it is, they all got together. I mean, this is just absurd that that many right. people would be in on this and nobody says anything. I, know, that, I mean, that, come on. That's the same theory my father has on all this sort of stuff. He used to have theories like people can't keep secrets. So somebody, some horrible thing happens and, you know, some cabal is involved in the thing. He's like, somebody would tell somebody. So we go home and tell, oh, we did this or we did that. Like, there would, somebody would leak it out. You know, and they then the news would get out on this. So really, the 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 games are being rigged somehow, mm-hmm. and somebody's out there to get this sort of stuff. And Taylor Swift is going to get all these people to vote for for Joe Biden. You know, every election season, especially during presidential, rock the vote. You know, and they're always like, "You were nonpartisan." It's always some bunch of liberals like, "Don't forget to vote, rock the vote," and do that annoying thing where each one reads the entire script and then they cut it up to make it sound like they're all reading and they're <laughs> jumping in on top of each other. Ay-ay-ay. They apparently they're not going to do that this year because they don't. They really don't want a lot of young people to vote because they feel they kind of got kicked in the pants because they weren't given free, you know, college funds and other stuff. They don't think the Biden's doing enough for them. So you might not want them to get out there because they might actually vote for Robert Kennedy, uh, Cornell West um, or the Green Party and might end up splitting the vote and not helping old Joe as much as they're supposed to. I don't know how they came up with this number, but apparently when she was out promoting just voting, they say there were 35,000 new voter registrations. Now, how do they attribute that directly to Taylor Swift? I, I think it's one of the boxes when you fill it out, why you oh. decide you want to vote. Wow, that is such a good question. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jack. Yeah, that's where that came from, Sherry. Got it. The, there's a bill before the House. I don't know where it is at this point. Joe, are you following it or not? It's in Olympia. I don't know if the Senate kicked it down to the House where, where it's going to go, but they want to be able to restore the voting rights to people that are in prison. And this has become this sort of meme thing. Oh, so Gary Ridgway, who murdered 47 women that he knows that he's admitted to, they think there's 75 altogether on those lives that he had taken, that they want to restore the rights to people that are in prison because you want to restore them and then they'll feel like they're participating so they get a chance to vote while they're in prison. Um, even Gary Ridgway would get a chance to vote while in prison. And then the second part of the bill is also that when you get out of jail and you have been convicted of a felony, even if you serve your time, you're not allowed to be on a jury. And they're like, no, 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 the person should still be allowed to be on a jury. And they're like, well, what if the person was in for, like, murder, right? Not, I think it's uh, um, malicious or murder one, they have certain one category they've you know kind of taken off but if you're in for something else you would be able to get out after you did your time and then be able to serve on the jury well people are like well wait a minute that that the guy's in for murder you know let's say murder two 
or some other horrible thing. Uh, Saw with a deadly weapon does a couple of years, gets out, and then he gets a chance to be on the jury. The jury of your peers? A convicted well, felon is on the jury? Yeah, and, if and you there's were no the, way. If you were the prosecutor, you'd be like, oh, you know, I'm going to call juror number 114. I'm going to kick him out. Oh, whoa, whoa, why are you kicking him out? Well, maybe you don't want him on there because if you're also standing trial for um, some other crime and the guy sitting on the jury is like, yeah, I, I can relate to that. I've got that lived experience. I bash somebody over the head with a softball bat as well. So that person might hang the jury or have more influence. But the idea that the argument goes, well, in order for the recidivism rate and for people to feel part of the community, let's give them the right to vote. And let's also give them the right to be on the jury. Let's give them all their rights back again. You shouldn't be carrying around, you know, the scarlet letter that you were, you know, a convicted felon. You went to t- you went to prison. You came back out again. Let's give them back their rights to vote and be back on the jury. I got news for you. Even a convicted murderer that's bashed somebody over the head in second degree doesn't want to serve on a jury. Most people want to get out of the jury, and they would rather do time than sit on a a jury. So, But they're they're going to work hard to be able to restore those rights for people. Yeah, and I have to tell you, for a number of inmates that I talked to when I worked for the prison system, not one of them said, I can't wait to get out so I can vote. Or I can't wait to get out so I can serve on a jury. That is not exactly a high priority for people that are in prison. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's something that uh, it's it's your civic duty to be on a jury. But you're right. Most people want to get out of it. And also, I think included, I don't know if the same one, it might be or another one or companion bill is the idea that if you're in prison for like 10 years, that you should be able to go and petition to have your sentence reduced. Um, and the argument, again, of course, is, oh, uh, um, the difference between the white defendant and the black defendant, and we're trying to reverse the racism, the systemic racism that runs throughout. And, you know, you should be able to go in there and, you know, you're in for 10 or they put you in for 15. You should be able to go back and ask for the sentence to be uh, reduced or um, maybe overturned in some way, not having the governor do it, but having a special commission do it as well. So that's part of I don't know where that bill is at this point, Joe. Have you seen where that the advancement of this? Yeah, it's HB 2001. Uh, It passed in the House, 51 to 46. Seven uh, Democrats voted against it. And it's rape, armed robbery, kidnapping, uh, a lot of felonies. You're eligible for what they're calling resentencing. Um, And the Department of Corrections has to notify them when you're eligible. So they come to you and they say, hey, by the way, you've got this much time. You know, now you're eligible. Um, The prosecuting attorney's office has to consent for the uh, uh, resentencing. But, I mean, they say the cost of this will be about $20 million. Oh, to go through the whole process? Right, because there's already backlogs and there's so many, you know, stacked up cases right now. Uh, yeah. It's just going to take forever. And that's why a lot of the Republicans are saying, uh, no, we don't want to do this. So it goes to the Senate and see what they say. So any difference between a black defendant and a white defendant, they say if the percentage is higher, that's always because of racism. So I looked it up from 1999 to 2019. Black incarceration rate declined almost 34% in every single state. So if there's a difference between one uh, color of the defendant, right, and the difference has got to always be racism. So get this, uh, black women incarcerated dropped 66%. 
white women incarcerated increased 71%. So I guess they're racist against white women to commit crimes. Isn't that weird? That's weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, Sherry, look out. They're, com- they're, they're coming after you. I know. Weird. Weird. <laughs> the mastermind criminal that I am. Oh, with that, you're breaking hearts with that pretty pink top you got on there. Breaking <laughs> hearts. Okay. Sort of a mishmash of final stories, Sherry. Yes. For you. Yep. That's, I can tell you something. I, um, there are, last time I checked, there's more than 900,000 podcasts um, that people do. Some of them do them daily. Some do twice a week or whatever. But there's so many podcasts. And everybody's trying to get podcast guests and stuff. People like Dana White from a UFC, the guy that runs UFC fighting. Because... He's a great guest because, you know, the last thing, he big news that he made, he had some guys talking about he went up ripped on Peloton, and he's, he'll say whatever he wants, and he, he he's a great guest because of that. But I, And so everybody tries to get Dana White or somebody else to come on. He likes to go on with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, by the way, signed a new contract. He's at $250 million, went from $100 million to $250 million. Guy's got to be doing something right. I saw this happen, I don't know, it was, yeah, maybe in yesterday or today anyway. So, <laughs> Dana, White, Dana White is sitting there, and I kind of, I feel bad for him because he's, he signs up for these podcasts, going to do a podcast, let's go to the studio, sit down and talk to someone. And um, people think this was a publicity stunt. I, I don't think it was. Have you seen it, Sherry? No, I haven't. Okay. So it's Howie Mendel's podcast, and Dana White is sitting there, and the camera's on Howie, and then it's going to click over to Dana, and they're going to sit there probably half an hour or an hour. You're not going to get paid. It's just going to be you with Howie Mendel asking you questions. So something must have just hit Dana White like, uh, I don't know. Here it is. Dana White, you are an amazing guy. You are. I can't thank you enough for being This is the setup, right? Okay, Harry Mendel. And here, uh, you and Ginger seem to be getting along. Um, you are not only an amazing businessman, you are an inspiration, you are a philosopher. The way you do business, the way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media is, uh, I'm, I'm jealous. And But Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here. Thank you for all the kind words. I appreciate it. I, I am so tired of doing podcasts it's I, I, i'm literally done with them i'm not doing any more podcasts and with that he takes the headset off and walks out oh boy <laughs> Just, no, I'm sick why, of that. why do you think he signed up to do it in the first place or agreed i don't I mean, think he's i mean i think somebody said would you do it you know, on the schedule he agreed to do it you know two months ago hey howie mendel wants to get you on okay you know whatever whenever the schedule fits whatever is okay guess where you have to be tomorrow at two o'clock howie mendel's he just kissed his butt too much yeah maybe doing a fake yeah it could be the intro was just like you're an amazing guy just doing amazing things (laughs) you're so amazing and like with your friends and just jealous and you're then you see it's just just like he's probably sitting there thinking why am i doing this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how satisfying it would be after a while, because 
you don't really, I mean, I don't know who's listening to Howie Mandel's podcast. Never heard of it. Never heard of it either. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure all the Howie Mandel fans out there are really into it, but that's the thing. You don't, you don't know. I mean, you just keep going on these things. I guess if you are promoting something, you want as much exposure as you can get. For what? What's he promoting? Uh, he doesn't Hold need on. it. Yeah. I know. No, he doesn't need it at all. So he's probably sitting there thinking, "This is a waste of my time." If the inter- if the introduction was different, Dana White, you are an amazing guy. You are. Amazing. I can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, you and Ginger seem to be getting along. Um, you are not only an amazing businessman, amazing. you are an inspiration. <laughs> you are a philosopher. philosopher. The way you do business, <laughs> the way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media. What? I think it was right about there. He's thinking, <laughs> I am done. Is uh, I'm, I'm jealous. and But, Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here. Thank you for all the kind words. I appreciate it. I, I am so tired of doing podcasts. It's I, I'm literally done with them. I'm not doing any more podcasts. Starting with this one. So you sent me a, a video of him with Theo Vaughn talking about Peloton. It's it's six minutes. Do you want a little bit of I it? I know, no. The good the good part is that he goes ripping on Peloton because um, I think it was a podcast. Peloton. Oh, was it Joe Rogan? It was Joe Rogan and RFK Jr. I think we're doing the thing, and then Peloton called up and said, "Take the podcast down. We don't want to be associated with that." So he starts ripping on Peloton, and then I think he says something. I think it's near the end. Like, "Do we have any Peloton bikes? Do we have Peloton bikes here?" Because I think we're at a gym or something like that. It might have been this one. And he goes, "Get those Peloton bikes and throw them in the garbage." He's like, "I just doesn't care about." You know, he just knows where he is, knows where he stands. He was at some press conference a couple of weeks ago because one of his fighters, I think, in Canada was bashing away at people. And somebody asked about, you know, what is it like? You have you keep a fairly tight leash on on your fighters. And he just unloaded on the guy like, what are you talking about? It's a free country. The guy can say whatever he wants. Oh, yeah, but, you know, some of the things they say is fairly controversial. He goes, no, I, it's a free country. And then he just starts ripping on the guy that asked the questions. The the pushback on these woke kind of soy boy mamby pamby folks that ask the questions you don't want to get into a uh, you know verbal tussle with dana white or any one of those other ufc guys because they're just not going to stand for it and they're not going to be polite about it peloton take the questions what did you think would happen exactly we're getting rid of the Pelotons. Pelotons are out of the gym. My guys are going to take the Pelotons out of the gym today. That, dude, yeah. We're getting rid of them. We're going to go throw them in the f- garbage today. The irony of it all? Yeah. He just took them and threw them in the garbage because just want to be associated with them in any way. Uh, but don't you think the only way these guys get noticed for their podcasts is if they do something totally outrageous? Otherwise, they, I mean, they're just kind of out there. Well, it certainly helps Howie Mandel, right? Yeah, I was going to say, Howie Mandel has a message for you. Thank you, because he's <laughs> delighted that someone played his podcast now on the air. Yeah. Uh, here's a other crazy one. It was Sean Strickland that was up in Canada that was yeah, yeah, answering yeah. a bunch of questions and ripping on people. So then this Chinese reporter comes over to him, and she says, well, I'd like to t- <laughs> I want to teach you some Chinese so you can learn to say different things. So she's from the Chinese network or whatever. 
So she teaches him a few words, and he goes, oh, here, here's what I want to learn. I, I want to say, because I'm going to get clothes made in China, so teach me how to say, hey, kids, hey, you six-year-olds, get back there. Get back to the machines and keep making all my stupid clothes so I can sell them for, like, $80. Hurry up. Don't tell me you're tired or you're, you're, you're hungry, because you know what? I need to come on, you six-year-olds. Start making the clothes. <laughs> Right in front of the Chinese reporter, she was, she was like, "Ah!" <laughs> I mean, it's like oh. the remember the, the 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 most outrageous kids in high school that would like they didn't care they'd do yeah. anything, you know? Ah, wild. Now these are the guys that get a chance to get in front of microphones. Like, oh my god, I guess that's that's the guy that was in detention every single Saturday. And they, they just hold don't hold anything back, and since all of that stuff gets you know pushed through the Instagram and TikTok, we all get a chance to enjoy, you know, the nuttiness of the world as it is, Sherry. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Sherry. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you, John. I hope it has a wonderful evening. I'm waiting, looking around. I went to the mailbox during the break and I get my Valentine's Day card from you. So I guess maybe it's maybe you hidden it somewhere in the studio. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I didn't get one from you either. And I'm just wondering if they both got lost. Triscuits, my <laughs> gift to you. Thank you, Pendergast Law. Teeny, you've been rather quiet today. You're all right over there. Hello, Teeny. This is a disaster. Oh, boy. She dropped all the letters, Sherry. Well, the mailman's going to help you. Mailman's coming in, Teeny. Hang on. Here goes the mailman. He'll help you out with all that sort of stuff. Hang on. I'm the mailman. As you can see, I'm the mailman. Don't nobody All right. There we go. I'm the mailman. Back at it. If you didn't know, I'm the mailman. I bring the mail to your door. Right to your door. That's good to know. Sherry, we'll get the letter of the day, but let's take care of all the rest here. We go. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, John's feud with Mitch. 206 yes. said, John, I used to listen to sports radio and Mitch Levy before I switched to Dory's show. I have to mm-hmm. say that you are downplaying just how much Mitch hated you. I did not know the whole story, so thanks for filling out the complete picture. And I don't know if I can read the rest of it. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh. It's about yeah, how he got it, fired. I got arrested yeah, for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Piling on the guys, not fair. Right? <laughs> uh, B.O. and the Pop-Tarts in the office, 509, says, Sherry uh, was about ready to jump through the screen and strangle John over the Triscuits. Sheesh! Yeah. <laughs> okay. You really were. I was. She seemed genuinely upset. Very oh, upset. okay. Oh, talk about piling on. <laughs> I think uh, strangling them. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Stop eating when you are on the air. I'm not eating right now. I've not ever. Uh, nobody's. No, no <laughs> use of it. Thank you. That's from management. Uh, uh, Elliot in Seattle says, how are you going to have stinky jeans, Jacob? Tell people they stink. How do you tell people the stinky jeans? Oh, because Jacob never, um, he never uh, changes his jeans or he he wash washes them. them or something. Some, hold on. Jacob, I'm going God, God. I'm into it. <laughs> oh, wow, he's, couldn't wait to talk. Uh, and finally, uh, Tina425 says, so many missed opportunities to throw in whoever smelt it, dealt it. I guess that was the 
going back to again this this conglomeration of letters basically the cornucopia of the stuff we do on the news and the do entertainment part of it this is the stuff that sort of floats to the top sherry yes uh death mm-hmm. on the love boat 206 if you die do you get a discount uh, yes, they, they, they give you, yeah. Why would they give you a, you're dead? What do you care? Yeah, but you can't enjoy the rest of the cruise. Yeah, you got to sleep in the banana fridge. Right. <laughs> the, the big old refrigerator. Uh, Cody uh, says, uh, flaming bananas? Really, John? Yes, they, they like bananas on fire. Yeah, bananas. Okay. Is it Foster or Flambe? It's banana Flambe, right? I think it's bananas Foster. No, okay. maybe it's Flambe. That sounds more well, flamey. Well, we have another hour. <laughs> so, yeah, I would set you on fire if I wouldn't get arrested. And now it is time for the letter of the day. Thank you, Teeny. Sherry. All right. Hee Haw Aaron mm-hmm. says, hi, Sherry. Hee Haw Aaron here. We've known yes. for some time that you used to work in a prison. Today we found out you used to be a BO monitor for a previous employer. My question is, did you work at the prison while you were a BO monitor? If so, I now understand why you do your job 2,000 miles away. <laughs> no, those are two separate jobs. Hee-haw. You know, that is a great question, Sherry. Thanks. Wow. Yeah, Kate Stone is. jumping yeah, in on that one. Thank I you, Hee Haw Aaron. Hee Haw to you. That's all right. She wrote. That's all she wrote. Didn't write no more. Love is in the air, Sherry. Do you smell it? it? Is. Yeah, let's yeah. get to it. Yeah, let's do it.